Incorporating brain-computer interface technology, a funnel and several bar bearings, I can now urinate, sleep, and play the game simultaneously. I'm not an aggressive person, but I admit it. I like killing things. You guys, the quest to activate this orb is balls. All right, Blade signed up for man night, not bickering old fart night. Sorry I gave you ugly face. I sketched it on a gummy high. <laughs> I just ate $10. Hi, this is Jenny. And this is Kenny. And this is Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast of the award-winning web series, The Guild! Yeah, this is episode 17, part 2. The second part. The second part of 17, (laughs) yes. We are what still, part two means We are is. still live in the studio, and we have our wonderful studio audience. Except for Donica, who's not wonderful. <laughs> he, but he is there. He's there. His but... presence is always with us. Ugh, I know. It's like a disease <laughs> that won't go away. Let's see what's on today's show. What's happening on today's show? Let's find out on Knights of the Guild. Today we have behind the scenes of episode 5, application edited. Then we have a fan interview, and we have a Guild Something with Sean Becker. Then we have Contest, where we will read all of the I Am a Knight of the Guild Because entries, and we will choose one random winner. Then Donations, and another business time from the fans. What kind of craziness did Sean do this time? He did Q&A again. So it's not crazy. Why doesn't he get crazier? Yeah, it's better when I he's, think he's crazy. Busy. He's busy. Right oh, now well, um, the well, then we appreciate him taking the time. Yes, we do. All right, so- I don't punch babies. That's <laughs> offensive. Who said you punch babies? On today's show, Jenny punches babies and unicorns. Wow. Oh, what I That's would not even Donica. I would punch baby unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, alright, let's get going. So it's time for Behind the Scenes. What just happened behind the scenes of the guild? Well, let's see. Alright, for this Behind the Scenes, we're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 5, Application. I do honestly need to watch it. I don't remember what happened. This is the... the, the, That opens with the application. Yes. 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 That's basically what it is. I did a few notes. Oh, good. So, well, there's notes, so that will yeah. be helpful. So with this episode, it was basically them looking for another guild member yeah. for Knights of Good. Knights of Good, Knights yeah, because uh, Tink, Tink quit. Tink quit. And they def- they finally realized they need another member to be able to do all of the adventures and stuff. Yes. So it starts off with video that actually people sent in. Mm-hmm. Real people. Real fans Felicia Day show. sent out a request saying... We want you know, we want people to pretend that they want to be part of the Knights of Good Guild. Basically do a video of the worst guild members. Yeah. Yes. But I know Lord Bolio was the only one that wasn't real. Lord Bolio was staged. Yes. Because there was a line. Yeah, it was actually in the script. to Lord Bolio. So Lord Bolio is the only one that actually was someone that they... That they got. They got to do it. But everybody else was a real fan of real the Real fan guild. of the show that... And there were some, there were some really ones. creative ones. Yeah. Oh, 
The twins. The twins was my favorite. That's uh, Lewis. Lewis? Yeah. yeah o- uh, Osaruman. 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 Yeah. Um, Tony's in there, too. Yeah. Tony was one of the videos. That's right. Tony, you're in one. And, um, yeah, it was, um, uh, the, I just, I like the guy with the, the beard and the hat and doesn't say anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. That? Yeah, that one was funny. Yeah. Yes. Not- Tony pointed out that uh, he has an IMDb credit because of it. There you go. That was me. <laughs> I made sure. I made sure that they all they got, got IMDb nice. credits. Cause... Well, they're all on screen. Yeah. And what's great is that as a special feature for the DVD season three, they actually have all of them in their full pieces. Yeah, yeah. So you can actually watch them all from beginning to end. Because obviously for the show, oh, they were cut up. this season three DVD? <laughs> yes, I just gave Jenny. I got my copy! Yes, uh, Kim Evie gave me several copies. And uh, Jenny obviously gets one since she worked on it. And so. Mel's going to get one too. Yep. I have Mel's copy. Yes. So, so yeah, so those those are really cool and uh, very funny. And like I said, Lord Bolio was hilarious. I don't even, do you know who Lord, Lord Bolio was? No. Like I mean, I, it's in the IMDb. Okay. I remember entering the I mean, credit, it's, like a, it's a, obviously it's it's a, a friend it's a of friend. somebody. Yeah. Another thing we saw was Robin in a closet. <laughs> and uh, I just, to give you a little behind the scenes, that closet is actually in Felicia's guest room. Yep. And it's actually, which is Tink's and Venom's room. Yes. And we just stuffed it with stuffed animals mm-hmm. and shoved her in there. <laughs> and uh, it was funny. It was a fun scene. It was so confined and just a tiny little space. I know. It was crazy. I mean, I, uh, poor Robin. I mean, she Watching did trooper. A, she was yeah. stuff. I mean, it's hot already. Oh, and then God. you're in a little tiny room and it's hot. And then you have all these stuffed animals around yeah. you. And, and we hot. had to close all the windows for yeah. sound. So so you're boiling and poor Robin. Just She'd do take after take after take. And, and watching Schmitty try to like maneuver in there. And I was the behind camera. him. I know. I'm behind <laughs> him with my BTS camera trying to shoot. It was just crazy. It was a lot of fun. We also, this is the introduction of George to the... Mr. Wiggly, you mean. Mr. Wiggly, yes, Mr. (laughs) Wiggly. It's where we find out his name, Mr. Wiggly. His name. His name. His friend's name. (laughs) It's what she calls it. It. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And um, another really cool little tidbit that I don't know if everybody caught is that when Sandeep enters the room into Felicia's place... What is he wearing? What is he wearing? A Legend of Neo shirt. He is. What? My mind is blown. <laughs> that was very funny. Now, I know you were part of the wardrobe, mm-hmm. helping with the wardrobe. Was yes. that intended? Yeah, you, yeah. So he since the very that beginning, out. that was going to be mm-hmm. in that episode. Yes. Okay. I just thought maybe it was a whim that he was, that would be fun to do a Legend of Neo. No, Neo. we actually discussed it ahead of time because um, we had the Jinx shirts. Mm-hmm. So uh, Zabu wore a lot of Jinx yeah. shirts. And he's like, well, if I'm wearing Jinx shirts, can I wear a Legend of Neil shirt too? And they were like, yeah. Totally. So it's very funny. Yeah, because if you're not a big fan, you don't notice it. But if you're a fan of Legend of Neil, you know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Or a Legend of Zelda fan. Yes, because it works pretty both, much ways. both ways. The hearts. Yeah. So that was a really cool thing. And then um, the other scene was uh, one that I really liked was when Michelle comes in, throws Sandy down to the bed. And, I mean, she did that hard. I mean, yeah. You know, because you, know, you want it to look real. So Sandy was like, yeah, just go ahead. Go for it. Toss me down. Is this... Oh, that was in the Codex's room. Yes. When he, yes. she's, like, making out yes. in front of her. Yes. Yeah. She's like, either watch or leave. <laughs> Whoa, to Codex, yeah. <laughs> this is what forced his Codex into accepting Wiggly, because they were not going to have Wiggly as part of the group. Be, yeah. Until Sandy said, oh, we to, need somebody. Play. Yeah. That's right. And she's like, like, no. Yeah. 
So she put her foot down and said, oh, you're in, Wiggly. But um, my favorite part was the bitch there that Michelle just does mm. so perfectly. I mean, and I like- for, for such a sweet person, she sure can do a bitch <laughs> stare. Man, I'm like, woo. Yeah, at the very I last scene. Michelle off. The very last scene, she's looking at Codex because she just gave away. And she knows why she did it. Oh, yeah. yeah she, does, she doesn't want her to be part of the, the guild. But love that scene. That yep. scene. And then at the very end, um, Sandeep says, um, awkward. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, you know, ad-libbed at the very last minute. But it got made it into the cut, so that was really cool. <laughs> I like this comment in the studio audience. Mr. Saying? Wiggly is the Mac. The way he fumbled and mumbled is something only a true Bala could do. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Tightrope. Tightrope. Thanks. So, yeah. So, I mean, not a lot happened in this episode. Yeah. It was more about the, the submissions for the, you know, the entry. Which was um, really we did. Cool. We had one little quick scene with Dina. Where she had the face of Vince. Oh, man. I still want those. I still want to see those at Comic-Con this year. I want to see people running around with Vince faces. Vince faces. That would be funny. I'm going to make a million of them. Finch Mulder. Finch Mulder. So yeah, so that's, I think that's about it. It's a really quick one. Mm-hmm. Not a lot happened. You know, it's not kind much. of setting up for the future. I mean, once you're hitting five and six and seven. It just starts rocking, yeah. It's really like, yeah. okay, we're leading up to something. It's going to be awesome. The big battle, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's going to do it for behind the scenes of episode five from season three, Application Edited. Application Edited. Application. Do, 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 do. There's not five nope. D's there. All right. But... Sorry. I stutter. And now we present to thee a fan interview on Knights of the Guild. Up next, a fan interview. Woohoo! Listen to it and love it. Hey guys, this is Kenny. I have a very special interview, a very special fan interview. I have Michael Darty with me. He is not only a fan of the Guild, but he is also the writer, director, and producer of the very, it's very anticipated. I mean, people are very excited to see this. It's the Browncoats movie called Redemption. But before we get to that, I just want uh, to welcome you to our podcast. Thank you. And I, I am a, a loyal <laughs> listener, by the way. Awesome. Yeah, we like that. So let's first start with... Uh, you're obviously a fan of the guild. How did you come about finding the guild? It's it's Whedon by proxy. It's uh like I came into Buffy after I came into Firefly and Serenity. So <laughs> then um, was watching it, and somebody's like, "Hey, you remember Felicia Day that that was in that? And that's in you know, you might want to check out this thing called the Guild that she's doing because I'm a WoW player. I play WoW. Like half the guys on Browncoats Redemption play WoW. Oh, nice. Half the girl." Half the girls on Brown Coats Redemption play well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like you know, if it, it was funny because for a while, if we weren't working on the film, we were playing well. Nice. Um, so then we, I got, I came in late into the first season, so I just went back and watched everything and uh-huh. just got hooked because, you know, it speaks our language. I mean, it. What I love about the guild is that if you have played WoW or games like it, you know exactly what the gate movies or the show is about. Mm-hmm. But my my wife is in no way a gamer, and she just gets wrapped up into the story. That's that's yeah, that's one thing I love about like you said because I'm not a gamer. I've never played WoW. I don't play MMOs. I would like to. I just know my. I know the way I am. I would probably get sucked into it, and never stop. So I avoid them. But I still love the guild. You know, like your wife, not being a gamer, you can still enjoy it. You don't need to be a gamer. Well, I gotta say, like the guild has opened her up to asking more questions. Nice about gaming, 
I think I think the guild might convert her to a gamer <laughs> because she's now like, and why why are these six people just staring at a screen? Yeah. Well, they're talking to each other, dear. Okay, and why don't they get together in real life? I'm like, they're starting to, but it's <laughs> so yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll we'll get her a tune sooner or later. Yeah. So she watched all the Guild with you, all three seasons. She has. Okay. And she's she's really excited. Um, you know, I greatly respect what Felicia and everybody's done with the Guild, knowing mm-hmm. how much work goes into to putting those on, and and. For, at least I can only imagine from our side having put on our our film. Just I totally respect him in awe of yeah. what goes on on that side. Yeah. Um. And I know my wife is is the same way because she was the costume designer on our film, and she's just like that looks amazing. And, <laughs> you know, it's five, six, however long yeah. it's per episode, and she's like, I, I'm hooked, and now I want to watch like a week later. Nice. So, yeah, it's. Very, awesome. very cool. Oh, favorite? Do you have a favorite character from the guild? Oh, I, I am so torn. I have, uh, I have jockeying three jockeying for first place, and considering there's not that many. Characters. <laughs> I was <gonna> say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who are the, who are your three, and why? Uh, Blades, because that was me at sixteen. Nice, nice. You know, yeah. Not necessarily like in uh, MMO like we have now, but. I <laughs> I played the old text space games and that was me. He's just a sixteen year old like not afraid because I have a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love Codex because it's just you how can you not? I mean, yeah. She's thrown in so many different situations that she just has to overcome and it's just so cute. <laughs> and then I like Vork. Yeah. Because it's it's Vork. It's Vork, yeah. It's Jeff Lewis. And Vork has a monkey. <laughs> so, <laughs> He does. Well, Baby Vork has a monkey. Baby Vork has a bald monkey. (laughs) A purple bald monkey. That's even better. Cool. So you kind of answered my next question. Do you see yourself as any of the characters? So you obviously see yourself as Blades back then. But yeah, now do you see yourself as any or maybe a combination of them? Uh, That'd be a really hard one. (laughs) (laughs) Not not so much. I mean, I... um, My wife would probably say Zabu when we first got together. Nice. Because I I asked her out five times before she said yes. Oh wow, uh, you are a Zabu. But I was I was so stupid because I I'd asked her out and I'm like you know I I'd really like to go out with you sometime. Would you go out with me? And she's like, well I go to this country bar and I'm like, no I don't want to go there. So then I would just come <laughs> the following weekend I'd be like and I was stupid because I'd show up on Saturday and she's like I do this every Saturday I go to this club I'm like I, I no. So then. After like asking her out so many times, I finally asked her on a Friday, and then she hasn't left. So there you go. But uh, no, it's it's what character now? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm probably going to say Blades if he uh, figured out how to control the the verbal tirade. Gotcha. Okay, that sounds that's fair. So now you've seen all three seasons. Do you have a favorite? Let's start with favorite season. Um. You hit me with, uh, put me on the spot. Uh, okay, I love the first season for being the first season because it's just like, yeah. When you get something new, you know, first issues of number one comics are always awesome. Yeah. You know, um, but I really like the the arc that season three went, mm-hmm. and, and just you know, you take the team apart and you bring it back together, and then you have the it, that was just storytelling wise my best favorite. Yeah. Season. Awesome. Now, do you have a favorite episode? 
Um, Can you think of one or maybe a favorite scene that you remember? My favorite scene is uh, Zabu's mom coming into the picture for the first time. Where she well, took over. He, she took over Codex's house. Yeah, when she when she came in and uh, just the the Codex being in a situation where she's like, I should do something. I just don't know what to do, and I'm so stuck. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I I am in love with the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So. Nice. Now, what do you hope to see for season four? Um, I. You know what? I would like to see um, the demise of the Axis of Anarchy. Okay. Uh, I'm kidding. I, that, that's <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd, I'd like to see them come back. I'd, I'd like to see where the Venom-Riley relationship goes. I, I really want to see... You know what? I, I want to see uh, Codex become more of a leader in this season. Like she's, she kind of took the reins at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd really like to see, you know, Codex and Bork start jockeying for position. That's interesting. Because like she's, she's finally like accepted leadership, and she sat down and she led and she got everybody together and she accomplished a goal. And yeah, what's next? Because you can't just pass the reins and go, okay, I'm so sorry. Yeah. After that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, but, I but you know, but there was that cliffhanger. Now you know how will the guild react if and when they find out? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see where that goes. Yeah, I, I Will, Will Wheaton's character was just tasty goodness. Oh yeah, he was, he's always great, lots of fun, and a really nice guy. Yeah, cool. So I think that's it for our typical guild questions. I think we should I hope move. I wasn't too boring. No, 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 that was great. Some good answers. So let's move on uh, to uh, the big thing that's happening in your life. It's consumed your life for what now? A year? Two years. Two years. It started uh, July two thousand eight. Oh God. <laughs> so why don't you talk first about talk about just talk about like, starting the project, what it is okay. and all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, Browncoat's Redemption is a Firefly Serenity. It's a sequel, a fan made sequel to Serenity. Essentially, it's set three months after Mal has hit the button and sent out the wave. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way, for those people that haven't seen Serenity. Yes. At the the end of the movie, um, and what this crew on the opposite end of the verse is going through now that the, uh, the signal has been sent out. There's a part in the novelization of the Serenity, in, of the movie Serenity, that's not in the movie, where the operative's like, do you know what you've done? Cod's mass chaos, yeah. people are rioting, and yada, yada, yada. And Mal's just like, whatever, and if I see you again, I'll kill you myself. Um, so we kind of took that and was like, all right, if that's where the world is three months later, what would it be like for a crew that's just kind of up and coming? Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're not pulling capers like Mal are. They're just trying to to do a job. And because the alliance is ratcheting down, and because there's so much tension, they have to take their first like illegal job. And in true like Firefly fashion, the job is not really the core of the story. Yeah, it's the characters and and what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they they like this core group of people now have to bring a new person into the fold, and they're trying to you know do their day to day job while bringing in this new person and then everything else that goes on. I mean, there's like four storylines that kind of go on at the same time. Mm-hmm. The The project itself is completely in the line with what uh, Browncoats, the fans of Firefly, are all about, is we're trying to raise money for five charities. Yeah, and those charities are um, Equality Now, Kids Need to Read, Dyslexia Foundation, the Al Wooten Jr. Heritage Center, and the Marine Corps Law Enforcement Foundation. Nice. And... The, those are important because uh, those charities are either created or supported by the cast and crew of Firefly. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of thought if we're going to do this, um, it it didn't make a lot of sense to pick charities that were outside of Firefly or outside of the Whedonverse as a whole. Mm-hmm. 
So in doing that, we needed to make sure that our project stayed true to what Firefly was, our mission stayed true to what Browncoats are all about, and that ultimately what we're doing is just creating a piece of work that does not try to or is not replacing Firefly in any way, but just gives us something to hold on to a little bit longer until the next piece comes out. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a continuation of that verse. It's just something more. I, I just look at it as the uh, the next gen, like Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not trying to replace Star Trek. It's not trying to to do anything else, but just continue the stories. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And how's it been going so far? You're you're on, you're on down the home stretch now. Is I would like <laughs> is the movie I hope done? I'm down the home stretch. Uh, the movies the the full movie is edited. We're now working in color correction and ADR, and we're waiting for special effects to be finalized and score to be finalized. Um, what we did when we started this in 2008, uh, Stephen Fisher, who is my, the co-creator and one of the producers on it, we sat down and we were like, all right, we looked at other fan films and said, all right, we could, we know what our limited time frame is. We have evenings and weekends, and that's all we have available to mm-hmm. us. Um, and we could either do this really realistically, treat this like a project like we would for our day jobs, mm-hmm. And, and do milestones and a plan, or we could just you know lightsabers in the state park. Yeah. And if you're if you're raising money for the charities, the latter is not going to work. Yeah. So um, September 2008, we went to Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia. We we asked Firefly fans if this is something we would be they'd be interested in. I've done sales for a living. I've never had to pitch something so hard in my <laughs> life. Because when you're you're pitching true believers, they're going to rip it apart. And they're mm-hmm. like, what about X? Like I was just like. A game time. Yeah. So after even getting beaten down and, and getting told that there were other attempts that never went anywhere so far, um, we still wanted to do it. So we went back. I wrote a um, 96 page script, which equates to about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, sent it out to a couple people, had them look at it. We created a Facebook group to get Firefly fans on board so they could start asking questions and we can start communicating with the community itself directly. Mm-hmm. And then that grew to 500 really, like, within 30 days. Nice. We, brought, we invited a bunch of people in. We did a table read, um, which is everybody took a character and, and just read it out loud. Because, like, what looks good on paper doesn't always sound good out of the words yeah. of, of mouth. Yep. Um, so what was awesome about that is we had 33 people show up, and 80% of them were complete strangers from Facebook. <laughs> and that that's great because you have, you know, this large number of people that you've never met that are going to be completely honest with you because they owe you nothing. Yep. So um, every single one of those people are still on board today. Nice. Um, nice. So we, yeah, your whole team is made up of volunteers. Absolutely. No one's 100% got paid. Volunteers. Yeah, 100% volunteers. If somebody's getting paid, I know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's 100% volunteer, 100% free time. Um, people come and go from the project as they need to. Like if if... We had people that are were there before filming started that you know could do some pre-production stuff that mm-hmm. they're just going to them drop off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actors and crew um, were there. We we crowdsourced all of our extras, so we went out to the the Firefly communities and said, "If you want to be part of the movie, here's where our locations are. Just show up." Yeah, it would it would be great if you told us, <laughs> but just show up. Yeah, and our first weekend we filmed at Frontier Town, which is a Western theme park in Ocean City, Maryland. Um, that's a little bit off the beaten path. Like you have to find it. Mm-hmm. And the first weekend, we had 120 people show up. Oh wow! 
from California, Massachusetts, all over the United States. They showed up on their dime. They Some people were like, I don't want to be on camera, but I'll help carry a light. And I don't want to help carry a light, but I will help with craft services. Yeah. So, and, and I'm sure it's kind of the same way on the guild is that, you know, people show up and they're really passionate and they believe in the project and they want to help. Yeah. Those are the best people. I mean, your your mission is to not make them feel taken advantage of and let them know that they're respected and appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So how, now I know you've you've released three trailers so far. We we've officially released four. We released four. the teaser trailer, um, which was just the characters introducing themselves. Yes, because, which I really liked. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I got so much flack for that. Are you serious? Yeah, and that was one of my favorite trailers that you've done, just because I thought the style of it was so cool. Thank you. And, and Thank you. Each of the, I mean, it just the characters were really cool, and I liked the way they presented themselves. And you got a feel for every single character in two seconds when they were on screen. Well, the whole purpose of that is like everybody I've talked to that has seen Serenity before they saw Firefly, they're like, I know I should care about these characters, and I know there's something more there. Why do I care? Yeah. You know, and. That's even harder for our film because we don't have a DVD that you can go buy and, and watch season one of. Yeah. So you, we have to find a way to get you invested in these characters or at least aware of these characters so that when somebody says a name in a trailer, you're like, is he the mechanic? Why yeah. is she wearing a dress? Um, <laughs> just rant, so if you introduce them early on, you get a sense of who they are, what their job is. When you see them in different parts, you're like, ah, that makes sense. Okay, I know who this is. And you can kind of pick the person that you want to pay attention to. Yeah. So the the trailers um, we had the teaser which is the the I think it's like sixty seconds if that um, and then the three official trailers and they all kind of were done in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. The first way the first one was done with the captain talking to you and telling you this is where the story is. Like people sent out the signal. Here's what we're trying to do, and then there's some quick cuts at the end of the film. Yeah. Um, and then the second one was just kind of a little hint of what the Alliance's point of view was through the, the storyline. Mm-hmm. And this last one was just full out. It's the last trailer we're going to do because if I put another trailer together in the next nine <laughs> weeks, I'm going to shoot myself. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but the last trailer this- gives you enough because now you actually see the film. I mean, you see scenes, you see characters, you see interaction, you see story. I mean, it's all in this last trailer. It's no longer it not the best parts of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, yeah, because you know better not to put the best parts of the movies in a trailer. I hate that. Yeah. I hate when you go see a movie and like you see either all the best parts. I love the trailers that are like literally the first ten minutes of the movie, and that's it. Yeah, um, ours is not that, but um, <laughs> our that trailer is like the subplots for the entire film. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was just – I wanted to start showing and highlighting a little bit more of the acting because we actually have that. We've got SAG actors who volunteered their time. I was just going to ask uh, you, yeah, all the actors are volunteer. Nothing – no one's was paid on this show. This is all people no. who are brown coat who love Firefly and Serenity who wanted to be part of this project. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, we had a couple actors who at the beginning had never heard of Firefly or Serenity, but was really, really inspired by the charity model that we were trying mm, to do. That's, like, that's true. Yeah, it's another aspect of it. That, yeah, so they, they came out and um, we did something that was really cool while we were doing the auditions. Um, Calvary Church, who uh, Steve, one of our producers, used to go to donated their space so we're like all right we're going to do auditions we're going to do it saturdays and sundays what's your hours that we could you know 
get people in. Mm-hmm. So we used one of their little meeting rooms to do the auditions mm-hmm. in. But then people sat in like the, the sanctuary area and watched Firefly <laughs> all day long. Nice. Um, so if you're if you're waiting to do your audition, you got to see Firefly. And if you've never seen it before, you get a sense of what we're trying to accomplish. That's awesome. So when is it yes. premiering? And uh, we're, we are looking to do a global streaming premiere on September 3rd. Um, you could watch it on our website at Browncoats Movie. And we're working on some details right now to uh, have a, an official premiere at DragonCon. Nice. Um, so the idea is that if you go to DragonCon, we'll have an event whether – we're still working out the details of whether it's actually in association with DragonCon or separate, but yeah. we'll we'll announce more of that later. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll announce it on our podcast too because I'm sure you'll awesome. tell you'll tell me and I'll pass it along to these guys. And um, so then what we'll do is is the people that are there live are watching it or there in person are watching it at the same time as anybody that wants to jump online and watch it. Yeah. So this is kind of the, the Doctor Horrible model where we're going to um, release it to the world for free for like 24 hours. Nice. Um, and then uh, DVDs will be available for donation because because we're a derivative works a project based off of Fox's and Universal's projects Firefly and Serenity. Yeah, we can't make money, but we can accept donations. So what we're doing is asking for a twenty dollar donation, to, and we give you the gift of the DVD. That's awesome. Um, and that twenty dollars gets split up five ways between the charities, with a little bit set aside for the du- uh, duplication of the DVD. Yeah. So again. Nobody's making money. There's still not making nobody. money. Yeah, you're still even yeah, still with the sale of the DVDs. You're not making money. Exactly. We're just looking to cover costs. Yeah, uh, which are very minimal, which is awesome. When you when you tell a DVD house that you want to do thirty two thousand units, they're like, <laughs> Are you uh, are you really making thirty two thousand? What we're gonna do is um we're we want to do thirty two thousand units in the course of the year. Wow. From, uh, September 3rd, 2010 to September 3rd, 2011. Mm-hmm. And the reason that number is important is the Serenity Collector's Edition tin, which had a value of 60 bucks, mm-hmm. sold 32,000 units its first weekend. Nice. And if we can do that same number over the course of a year, that's a half a million dollars for charity. That's awesome. Split five ways, that's about $90,000 for each charity. So for like Kids Need to Read and Al Wooten, who are still relatively small, mm-hmm. that's like two full-time staff members and a marketing budget. Or that's fantastic. Staff, yeah. It's life-changing. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. The pro- so, uh, I, I mean, I, honestly, I wish I would have heard about the project two years ago when you started it because I would have been one of those guys from California flying out there to help with it. Thank you. So it's 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 an unbelievable project, and you can definitely go. You can go to what is it? Browncoats uh, movie. Browncoatsmovie dot com. Dot com. Yeah, and, and you can read up on it. There's behind some really funny behind the scenes videos. There's um there's character profiles, cast profiles. Uh, not yet. We're working on it. Working on, we're working like, on it. We've got a redesign of the site coming, and it's just been delayed between um, our designer got sick, and then I've just been convention hopping. Yeah. So. All right, but you will have yeah. it up obviously before the movie premieres. Absolutely. Probably um, July and August are going to be a big character push. Nice, nice. Very cool. Well, we really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us, and we wish you all the best with Browncoat's Redemption. Awesome. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Maybe we'll have you back on once you release it and get all the awesome feedback from people. Definitely. That'd be great. And uh, I I owe you a beverage or whatever of your choice. That's right. Comic-Con. Comic-Con. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be my first one, and my head's just going to pop. I'm going to be overwhelmed. Oh, you definitely will be. It's wow. so, it's just so much fun. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. No problem. Thanks again. You got it. 
thanks for doing that. We always love doing our fan interviews. They're always great. They're made of awesome. And we really appreciate you guys taking time and chatting with us because obviously we do this for you, uh, the fan. It's all for you guys. Everything we do, we do it for you. It's been called the best sci-fi fandom documentary since Trekkies. Four stars, says Brian Orndorff of DVDtalk.com. Costume, gaming, comics, collecting, and everything else in between. If you're a fanboy, you've gotta see Pegwarmers. The geeks shall inherit the earth. Well, there's still the stereotype out there that we're a bunch of geeks who live in our parents' basements. 35-year-old living in the mom's basement, yes. Uh, that's the typical stereotype. I'm in my mid-30s, and I still read comics, and I tell people that I read comics, and they look at me sideways. You know, I don't volunteer that I play D&D because, you know, people do sometimes look at you like, hmm. Today I'm dressed up as a Jedi Knight. Jedi Knights are the uh, guardians of peace and justice, and uh, in a time like this, I think we need uh, more of them. A lot of us are geeks who live in our parents' basements, but, you know, we're harmless. We don't walk around with uh, propellers on top of our hats. It's not really anything to be ashamed about. Yes, I make lightsabers in my basement. I don't care who knows. We do it because we like it, not as much as because somebody else likes it. If they want to have fun, dress up as a Klingon, why not? You, know? you may think I'm a geek or a loser, but I'm having fun at it. It's, it's what makes me happy, and I, you know, I, I could be spending my money on crack. Ordinary, common, average, run-of-the-mill, these are synonyms for, for normal. Who the hell wants to be average? I know that I'm a loser, I know that I'm a geek, but it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Shall inherit the earth. Now available on DVD at www.pegwarmers.tv. Eight years on from Firefly, five years on from Serenity, you still can't stop the signal. Striding like a colossus into the new decade, conquering new. Ah, uh, that's a little over the top, don't you think? Well, I guess, but he's right. We're still here. Just not quite so much with the striding. Walking confidently. How's that sound? Fine. Just as long as The Signal stays a podcast all about Joss Whedon's Firefly and Serenity. Oh, no question there. We're continuing to explore the verse, same as we have for the last five years. But this year, with some new crew, new articles... New interviews, new features... And a new website, a new forum, and a blog... But still at the same old address, www.serenityfirefly.com, and still coming to your MP3 player every two weeks. Plus, we've got lots of our regular segments like News from the Verse, Broadwaves, The Terraformers, and Feedback. And we want you to join us. The Signal. Helping to carry on building the Browncoat community. It It starts starts here. The Signal. Hi, this is Sundeep, and I play Zabu on The Guild, and you're listening to the Knights of Guild podcast, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. And now it's time for Guild Something with Sean Becker on Knights of the Guild. All right, it's time for Guild Something with Sean Becker. Let's go ahead and take a listen to that. Sean Becker's going to do something. Something guildy-ish. <laughs> guildy-ish. <laughs> 
Hey everyone, this is Sean Becker, director of The Guild, and this is another installment of Guild Something, the show that I couldn't come up with a proper name for. So, I got some more questions from you guys, and I just wanted to say thank you for sending in questions. Um, Feel free to ask pretty much whatever you want, um, and I'll try to answer them as best as I can. So, here we go. Alright, I've got uh, some questions here from James, and the first question James asks is, uh, what has been the most difficult aspect of directing the guild? Um, I'd say probably the most difficult aspect is keeping track of all the guild chat scenes, which are the scenes where everyone's at their computers and they're talking to each other through the guild channel. Um, and I've, I don't know if I've brought it up on this segment. I think on the podcast I've brought it up, but basically, you know, when we do those, we don't do them all at once. We do, you know, a day where we're filming Vork's, um, uh, scenes and then we'll do, you know, Codex's scenes or Zabu's scenes or Clara's. Like we don't do them all at once. So usually it's just someone reading off camera. Fortunately, that someone is usually Felicia who can bring a performance to the, um, to the scenes themselves instead of just having just someone just reading off screen. Um, Felicia usually gives the actress something to work with, which does help in performance, but just kind of keeping track of them and getting enough options. So in editing, we can try to match everyone's uh, performances. Whereas maybe like, say for example, Vork decides to yell on a take. I got to make sure that I have reactions from the other characters um, to him yelling. And, and if they're just reacting to him saying it in more of a dry monotone way then you know it won't be as believable when it's edited together so uh, i guess just keeping track of that's kind of the hardest thing um whenever we get to the big scenes where all the characters are together it is almost actually somewhat of a relief because the actors can actually play off each other um of course there's like the, the challenge then of like of course more coverage and more camera moves rather than um what we like to call the pov and the three-fourth shot which is usually all the coverage that we end up getting for the guild chat scenes. There's definitely more shots, but I think um, having the actors play off each other is, is more of a relief then. So yeah, I'd say that's probably the most difficult part of the show is one of the major aspects of the show itself. Um, another question here is, has there been anything that surprised me by going easier than I had expected? Not really. I mean, everything's kind of gone the way I had planned it. If not, things take longer than I had planned it or, or don't go the way I expected because, you know, we have sound issues or because um, maybe an actor has to leave early and we're trying to shoot them out, you know, we try to rush it. Um, But even those are usually pretty controlled and and everything's gone pretty much how I've expected. If it's gone easier than I've expected, I'd say whenever we do a camera move, that's kind of an ambitious camera move um, and we nail it in the first or second take. I usually plan to do about five or six takes to get it right. Um... There's been a few times where we've we've set up for an elaborate move and then nailed it right away, and they're like, "All right, let's we've got it, let's move on." So, um, yeah, I guess that would be a rare instance where that would happen. Um, let's see here. Another question is: Is there any creative direction I'd like to see the world and characters of the guild go in the future? Um, there is, but it has to do with spoilers that are coming up in season four, and then hopefully season five. So. Yes, there's a there's a way I like to see them go, and and, and it's gonna happen. Um, I just can't tell you what that is, and trust me, it'll be worth the wait. Uh, question number four. There's four questions total, so this is four out of four. Is Jeff Lewis as big of a pimp as he seems, or is he an even bigger pimp in reality? Um, not if we're talking like an actual pimp, like prostitution and and being in charge of that. Uh, no, he doesn't do that. Uh, I'm not aware of any other definition of of pimp. Um, 
So, no, sorry. I wish I could, I guess I could make up a, a, an answer to that. But, um, no, but Jeff, I mean, in all honesty, Jeff is very cool and he's very fun to work with and a very funny guy. So if pimp means being a funny guy, then, then he is the biggest pimp of all. And if it means prostitution, then, then yeah, he's also that, that too. He's also very good at that, but that's more of a side job, which I don't think he wants people to know for, you know, obvious reasons. Uh, let's see here. Who else we got? Um, which actor, this is from Andrew Sterling McDonald. And he asks, which actor gets through their takes the slowest and why? I assume it's from some sort of goofing off since the whole cast is made up of awesome actors. I mean, everyone's pretty good with their lines. Um, I'd say when we get people together, that's when, you know, people start kind of not, not goofing off to like distract, but because they're having fun. I mean, I can go back to uh, whenever we get uh, Felicia, Sandeep, and Jeff together. They usually goof off a lot because uh, they're all from an improv background, and you know, in addition to like wanting to add stuff to the the script or to ad lib or um, do some improv on set, I think they're the ones. Not so much that they're they're taking the slowest, but they're the ones who seem to be having the most fun. If that answers your question, um, so whenever we're kind of, I guess whenever I have to be like everyone concentrate, that those are the moments uh, when we get everyone together. Let's see here. Not sure if you can answer this, but you might come up with a clever answer that doesn't give anything away. Uh, I'm going to probably disappoint you with whatever I come up with. Um, let's see here. Did anything happen on set this season that made you facepalm? If so, what was it? Um, trying to think of it. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, everything goes pretty much as planned. I don't, I don't think, um, and I don't want to say anything without spoiling anything. So you know what? Maybe I'll save this question for when the season's over. I'll try to come up with a better example um, of something that won't necessarily be a spoiler then. So, all right. Those are all the questions I have. So thanks, guys. And keep the questions coming. And we'll see you next time on Guild Something. Thanks, Sean, for taking time and doing that. I know it was a, there's only a few questions that were sent in. So he it was like really a quick piece. Just, yeah. You, know. you guys got to give Sean more to do. Got to ask more Start questions. Start asking him ridiculous things. He'll answer them. And he will answer Please them. Please don't answer. Don't ask any season four stuff because obviously we can't no, say he'll anything answer. about season four. He won't because in this one there was know, a I'm season kidding. four one. And, and he blew it off. And he, yeah. It just gets blown off. And we want your questions to actually, you know, get a response. So no season four stuff because he can't answer. But you can ask, him, ask him anything else. should ask him what else. his favorite type of cookie is. Oh, there you go. Good question. <laughs> Maybe I'll send one in. <laughs> and now, news and information on the current contest on Knights of the Guild. All right, it's contest time. Oh, his favorite. Yay. Tell us about this contest, Kenny. This contest is our I'm a Knight of the Guild because contest. It was one of the simplest contests we had to do. Mm-hmm. And again, we only got about twenty entries. No, I mean twenty is a oh, that, that's pretty substantial good. number. But we do have thousands of listeners, and only come 20. on, guys, enter so, the contest. People, Kenny people wants to give people, you things. I do, but people complain that we do more complicated, like the essay or like the, yeah. the poetry, and you have to have somewhat of a talent to write and to do stuff like that. No way. This one, you needed no talent other than just emailing me and telling us why you're a Knight of the Guild. You could have just emailed, I'm a Knight of Guild because, because. I am. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. The end. That simple. And you could have totally won something awesome. Yes, this is for a Felicia Day photo. 
Felicia Day photo. So we don't we're have gonna, many of them. No, we don't. So we're going to run through all these and read them all out, and then we will pick our one winner at random. Awesome. Yes. So first up, what's cool is Belran sent us an audio one. He's the only one that sent audio. Everyone else sent That's written, awesome. Which is kind of funny because I didn't ask for audio, but he did one, and it's great. So we're going to play that first. Hi, my name is Belran, and I'm a knight of the guild because I think this podcast expands the guild universe that we all love. Thanks, Balram, for that. And now we're just going to go through these as fast as we can because there are quite a few of them. Hi, my name is Jennifer, and I'm a Knight of the Guild because ever since I stumbled upon Season 1 of the Guild, I immediately felt a connection with the cast and had to tell my non-WoW-playing friend about this great new web series I could actually relate to. Hi, my name is Andrew, and I'm a Knight of the Guild because I first downloaded the Guild on my Xbox because I was wondering about these free videos. Once I watched them, I was hooked on this great web series. Hi, my name is David Mello, and I'm a Knight of the Guild because I will fight for entertainment that is made, loved, and supported by those who want something different, something good, and maybe with a homemade touch. Just remember one thing, NBC just dumped Law and & Order and replaced it with a spinoff of the show it just canceled to paraphrase the who i'd rather meet a new boss who is really a new boss the guild is new and is so boss nice hi my name is jordan aka deli thug on twitter and the guild forums and i'm a knight of the guild because you guys are able to bring us the listeners information and interviews that can only be obtained by someone inside the big machine that is the guild nice machine. <laughs> hi my name is meredith and i'm a knight of the guild because felicia slash sid slash codex is meta me gotta love your meta self Hi, my name is Paul Jason Lawrence, and I'm a Knight of the Guild because my mother told me I was when I was born in 1977. Nice. <laughs> Hi, my name is Andrew Sterling McDonald, and I'm a Knight of the Guild because it keeps me sane even between seasons. Hi, my name is Jared Bennett, and I'm a Knight of the Guild because it has the best community of fans. That's very true. Hi, my name is Buster. I love that name, by the way. It's great. And I'm a knight of the guild because the guild is like a fun romp through the memories of my old gamer days. Hi, my name is Marcus, and I'm a knight of the guild because I wanted to get to know the most incredible fan family in the world. And I'm so glad I did! Yay, Marcus. Hi, my name is Derek, and I'm a knight of the guild because ever since I saw episode one of the guild, I was hooked. The opening line was, I broke up with my therapist. You had me at the rapist. Rapist? Because when you rearrange, if you put a space here, it's the rapist. Oh, that's funny. I didn't get that. Therapist. Very. Try it at home, folks. Very witty there. Okay, cool. Hi, my name is Ben, and I'm a knight of the guild because when I first saw the guild, I wondered why it was I hadn't known about it sooner and decided to make up for lost time and help all those who were unaware of this gem of a show to become enlightened with an apostrophe, both of their ignorance and bring awareness to the cheese gouging taking place in our modern day society. Yes. Everyone must know. Hi, my name is Jesua Hefner. I go by Bunny online. Sideways, smiley face with a tongue. (laughs) And I am a knight of the guild because I see a lot of myself in Sid Sherman and I love the genuine comedic genius of the guild. It makes me feel better about being a female gamer and it's refreshing to watch these guys and remember the good times I had playing MMORPGs before I switched back to console games. I've collected all the Guild comics as well as DVDs so far and would love an autographed picture to add to my collection. Felicia is one of my biggest role models and I'm so happy I found the Guild to enjoy and be part of. That's a smiley face with a three. With a smiley face with a three. Thank you. So, so 
almost like a double smile. Yeah. It kind of looks like a mustache. <laughs> Hi, my name is Harry, and I'm a knight of the guild because I clogged up my Xbox's hard drive space, downloading episodes of the guild, and not wanting to delete them. Nice. Hi, my name is Steve, and I'm a knight of the guild because I listen to the podcast on my drive to work, and the guild is made of awesome sauce. Yeah. Hi, my name is Lewis, and I'm a knight of the guild because I laugh worse than a hyena. And though some might refrain from laughing in such a loud and crazy way, I seek comedies and funny situations out. Many times, friends and relatives have realized that I am in the same theater because they hear my distinctive laugh. So what if it's a drama? The guild came along, and I was hooked. I could laugh in the solitude that is my fortress, or the other way around. It was just after they completed filming of the first season, and I saw the first ten episodes right after each other. It was glorious. I watched the next season and stayed hooked like a fish. They asked for video rejects, and lo and behold, I was rejected in a glorious way. It resulted in a claim to fame of rejected in an episode two times two times. The only reject to do that. But I liked all of the rejects that were selected and laughed at them, especially when I saw the entire set on the DVD. To be a knight of the guild is to seek laughter and to spread it everywhere. It's not the round table searching for the holy grail. For us, it's a round of laughter spread over the internet that's the grail. Bad puns, bad dancing, or karaoke. It's all good. Knights of the Guild good. Thanks, Lewis. Hi, my name is Jesse Pearson Lewis, and I'm a Knight of the Guild because I am a female gamer, making my way in what is still a male-dominated world. I get lost in the game, and I often find it more realistic than what is going on around me. I absolutely love the Guild and the situations that everyone finds themselves in. I get so lost in the show, it's almost like playing a game in and of itself. Felicia Day is quite a role model to me, and I find it amazing that she has accomplished so much. Hi, my name is John, and I'm a knight of the guild because I love a little tank and spank. Nice. Hi, my name is Daniel, and I'm a knight of the guild because a true knight is evident by his actions, such as a knight is a premeditated promoter and protector. Three Ps. Three Ps. A knight takes the initiative to promote the interests of his, her queen, F-Day. So without being instructed, the knight would look for opportunities both online and offline to promote the guild. I have remained a faithful knight in this aspect, for not only do I tweet on Twitter via at blarg20, forward websites and video via email, but I also spread through other ways, such as texting. Six people have started watching the guild due to my crazy trained muscular thumbs that text. Word of mouth, three people. And finally, the most resourcefulness any knight has is storytelling. As I sit amongst other travelers in my journey, I gather a crowd and tell of an epic story involving my highness and her journey that leaves others in amazement and mouths hanging open from being told about a mother so powerful to control a man without magic, season one, Zabu's mother, (laughs) a martial artist stunt double with an eye hanging out but still has time for the ladies, season two, or a battle with another group that involved deceit, betrayal, humiliation, and borderline insanity. Season 3. That is not all. Between these mouth-dropping moments are moments of laughter, such as taking the background of your life and replacing it with a television show involving the word ugly in it. Season 1. A quest to becoming a man. Zabu. Season 2. Or the epic journey of a man, his van, and Wi-Fi hotspots. Season 3. 
After each retelling of accounts my queen has partaken in, the story is retold and retold again and again, and thus becomes more than a story, but a legend. So how can this knight be a protector? No, I do not bash people's skulls in with a wooden club when I don't have my coffee, nor do I use my sword to slice through the competition that threatens the guild I belong to, and yes, it might be tempting to kick someone in the shin with my steel-toed boots, but I don't. I'm a protector because anytime someone refers to my guild in a negative way, I have the courage to challenge the culprit, not to beat him, but to change him. I have had many battles already, and as to this day, I have yet met a challenger that had the willpower to watch a season of the guild and not meet with bittersweet laughter. Thus, they become members of our guild. But what good is this when a knight could be here one day and gone tomorrow? Is that all it takes to be a knight of the guild? Surely not. True, buying the seasons on DVD, buying the comics, and even tweeting about it later is all good, but where is a knight when his loyalties fail? The true mark of a knight versus a fan is his loyalty. Now, loyalty doesn't mean obsession. It doesn't mean knowing where all the cast members are 24-7. It doesn't mean to go to every appearance that a cast member has, although if you can, you should go. Just don't be having your own personal bus to go wherever they go and have the song where you will go by the calling playing every second of your road trip. So no stalking. By the way, Jenny and Kenny, your studio looks really nice from the window. JK, <laughs> loyalty means that no matter what you know, you can call yourself a knight of the guild, even if you're 82 years old and don't realize you need a diaper change. No offense intended to fellow knights who need their diapers changed. So can I call myself a knight? No, I call myself a knight of the guild. Yay, that's a good one. Yeah, it's good. That's why, I, that's why I'm like, it's so it's detailed and it's, wonderful. It's really wonderful. Uh-oh, you're... We're so good. So thank you so much for all of you guys who sent in comments and telling us why you are a Knight of the Guild. We chose one person at random. Randomly. And that person is... Meredith! Meredith! Yay! Yay. Thanks so much, Meredith. Your Felicia Day picture is on its way. You love your meta self. Yay! (laughs) Time for a cookie break. We'll be right back with more Knights of the Guild after this. Hey, Jenny and Kenny, this is Rick Moyer. And this is Amy Moyer, and we're the hosts of Take Him With You. The weekly geeky podcast where we discuss life at the Geeky Moyer household. That's right, we talk about our faith, and we talk about how it relates to the world around us, and we and we bring up technology and movies and all sorts of video games and different things, and we have a blast talking every single week, don't we? Yes, we do. And uh, it is unique being married to me, isn't it? Yes, it's quite the experience. I'm more geeky than you. I'm more geeky than you are. I've turned into quite a bit of a geek, though, the last couple of years. That's true. You can quote Star Trek now, and she can give me the entire plot of a TNG Star Trek episode when it starts off within the first 30 seconds. Well, but this is Knights of the Guild. It's not Star Trek. I know that. So, I I don't know if I know enough Knights of the Guild, um, but I've seen quite a few episodes. Yes, I know it better than you do. Yeah, I've seen a lot. But we really like it. My son and you... Um, Andrew and you watch it the most. Nathan did too. Mm -hmm. It's true. But I've seen quite a few. Yeah, if you get a chance, come and take a listen to our podcast. We would love to have you. You can find us at... Um, TakeHimWithYou.com or you can go to iTunes and search Take Him With You. Almighty iTunes. Click on the little subscribe button. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a free podcast. We would love to have you visit. And we love Knights of the Guild. Thank you, Kenny and Jenny. You guys rock. 
and uh, go back to unicorn hunting. And I think it's neat how your name's rhyme. Kenny and Jenny. Yeah, it's cute. Kenny, Kenny, Jenny, Kenny, Kenny, Jenny, Kenny, Jenny, Jenny, Kenny. It's cute. I'm done. Okay. How cool is the guild? And how cool is this podcast? That means that you, excellent people who are listening to this cool podcast, are even more cooler. How cool is that? So once you finish listening to this podcast, why don't you come over to our podcast and give us a go? We're called Waffle On. You can find us on iTunes. Simply type in Waffle On or go to our webpage and you'll find us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. We do TV. We talk about classic TV from 1960 to 1990. You'll find everything here from sci-fi to comedy, from drama to thriller. Come and check us out. We're called Waffle On. Hi, this is Kevin Batchelder from The Signal, The Scapecast, and the Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV podcasts. And you're listening to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. And remember, while it's always okay to go AFK, it is not okay to go AFKOTG. Kenny and Jenny would like to humbly thank all of those who have shared in their gold. Your donations are greatly appreciated. Now it's time to thank people that gave us money so we can make things awesomer. Yeah, so thank you guys for the donations. So let's get started. There's a few of them. There are a few. We have Alyssa Jennings. Thanks, Alyssa. This is her second donation to us. Awesome! And next, our favorite commenter, David Lamb. Thanks, David, for that. Next, we have Louis Sirigli. Sir Wrigley? Sir Wrigley. Sir Wrigley. Sir Wrigley. Hasn't he told us how to pronounce it before? <laughs> yes. And we're like, oh. But I like Sir Wrigley. Sir Wrigley. I'm going to call him Sir Wrigley. It's like Sir Wrigley. Yeah. I think that's right. Sir Wrigley. Yes. I am the Thank you so much for that. Sir. Next up. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. <laughs> Our buddy Rick Moyer. Thanks, Rick. This might be his 13th. This probably would be. He is- he's, he's up there. Rick is awesome. Yes. And then we have Ken Todd. Thank you so much, very Ken. Very generous. He's, he's always very generous, and we uh, love getting uh, stuff from him, and we love giving him stuff because of his generosity. So, What do you got in store? Does got, he own everything in the probably, uh, <laughs> No, in the what's great catalog? is that it's funny is the people who give the larger donations mm-hmm. don't ask for anything. I try to give them stuff because I'm like, I feel, you know. Let us give you things. If we're going to give you an autographed picture for 20 bucks, you know, if you're going to give us... You know, a substantial amount yeah. more of that than, you know, I want to give you five pictures. I want to give you a poster. He has a poster. He has pictures, several of the autograph pictures. Awesome. Um, I think for this one, I'm going to give him a comic book, a signed comic book. Yeah. So if you want to make a donation, we really appreciate it. Uh, all the money goes to equipment, uh, URLs, uh, swag for you guys, T-shirts and stuff like that. You we got to start uh, prepping for Comic Con. We so do have to start prepping have a for Comic Con. I have a lot right now. I've been I've been building up some. How um, are we doing on our headshots? We still have plenty of headshots. Great. So we don't plenty, need to order. Don't more need to this. worry about headshots. But yeah, you can definitely. Our headshots are free, by the way. So if you want a headshot of us, we did it off of a whim because someone thought it would be fun to have them. And yeah, I forget how that I happened. Don't remember, but, but we have like a hundred of them now. My buddy uh, Chris Bucko did our headshots for us. Yes, and they turned out great, and they're really, really cool. But we'll give them to you for free. Just email me and let me know that you want one. So yeah, so if you make a twenty dollars donation or more, 
you can choose from all of our wonderful cast members who yeah. have given us autographed pictures. How, how are we doing on those? We're who do doing, we have right now? We have Robin. We have Michelle. We have Fernie. We have Vince. We have Teal. We have Teddy. Yeah, Teddy. And then um, we have some very, for special ones, because I have very, very limited. I have Jeff. I have Sandeep. And I have Felicia. Yeah. But those aren't for general, you know. Just because I have like four. Yeah, I know. We're running those, low. And I just can't give them out. They, they're, for more, they're for prizes and for very special occasions. All right. Uh, oh, my see. God. Yes, I'm, I'm so glad Gerarg said this because I was thinking the same thing. Which picture of Teddy is it? Is it the ripped torso? <laughs> oh, my God. I wish it was. Oh, but if that was it, I would keep them all for myself. <laughs> <laughs> It's his. It's a proper picture. Yeah, of it's him. just a regular. You can go to, go to go to our our website. Go to the donor section, and at the bottom, you'll see all the pictures there. Yeah, except for Jeff and Cindy, but I haven't had time to put them up yet. Yeah, because they're, they're so very very limited. Very limited. I didn't want to advertise them. So, where can you find Knights of the Guild on the World Wide Web? Let's find out. It's business time. All right, so it's time for business time. Business time. And once again, this is a very special business time. It's our fans who are doing the it's business time. It's very special because we don't got to do it. We don't got to. Don't got to. <laughs> we don't got to. We don't got to do it. All right, so let's go ahead and take a listen to that. Leave us comments on Podbean or reviews on iTunes. You can also email us at knightsoftheguild at gmail.com. Please follow our blog at knightsoftheguildpodcast.blogspot.com. Knights of the Guild fan page is on Facebook. Knights of the Guild group on watchtheguild.com can be found at community.watchtheguild.com slash group. Enjoy tweeting the night away? Please follow us at Knights of Guild. There is no the. Also, don't forget to follow our hosts Kenny at geekyfanboy and Jenny at Jenny Powell. That's Jenny with an I. Jenny with a Y may be nice, but she's not our host. Want to show off your love for Knights of the Guild podcast? Then be sure to check out their Cafe Press store at www.cafepress.com backslash KOTG. Or you can also check out their Zazzle store at www.zazzle.com backslash Knights of the Guild, where you can buy official podcast merchandise. Unicorns don't kill themselves. We have a Ustream channel where you can watch previous recordings of our podcast, as well as our four-hour anniversary podcast with cast members of the Guild. www.ustream.tv slash channel slash Knights of the Guild. Do it or the unicorn dies. All of them. Give us a call and leave us a message on our Knights of the Guild Google Voice. 818-308-KOTG. That is 5684. It's free in the U.S. Use the Call Me buttons on our blog and Podbean websites. You can also send us your guilty photos so we can post them in a section on our Podbean website called Our Listeners. Please send us pictures of you sporting some type of KOTG or Guild merchandise, whether it be KOTG t-shirts, Guild t-shirts, cosplay, hats, intimate apparel, what have you. So from all of us here at Knights of the Guild, have a very good night. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, all you guys who did our business time have been entered into the contest. We will draw one winner for the Guild Issue 1 comic book signed by all six cast members. So I guess that's going to do it. But before we go, always remember... I don't punch babies. <laughs> Okie dokie. But I punch baby unicorns. <laughs> 
Knights of the Guild is yoked with the Geeker Dome Network. Find more geeky things at GeekerDome.com. The podcast you are listening to is a part of the Between the Lines Studios Network. To find more great podcasts, please visit www.betweenthelinesstudios.com. Hello there, guildies. When you're not listening to Knights of the Guild podcast with Kenny and Jenny, I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Happy Times. If you own an iPod, Touch, or an iPhone, if you love applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it. Or not. Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. Come and share the happy times with me. Hi, I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. And I'm Brent Barrett. And we're the hosts of a new podcast called Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV. Where we discuss sci-fi and genre shows currently on television and some from the past. We're fans just like you. So join us in our water cooler and back porch discussions of your favorite shows. And strangely enough, you can find us online at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. Be seeing you. Wait a minute. Isn't that what Bester says on Babylon 5? Maybe. I never watched Babylon 5. What? So you're a sci-fi geek who missed one of the best shows ever? Hey, hey, no details, no spoilers. I'm still catching up on DVD myself. Besides, we're not really experts or critics. We kind of think of ourselves more like guides or sci-fi Sherpas. I don't carry anyone's luggage, though. And me either. We're what we like to call the viewer's digest for genre TV. Yes, we're interested in the conversation shows generate. And speaking of sci-fi Sherpas, where would you find one of those? Mmm, Craigslist? Oh, see what I have to deal with? Knights of the Guild has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no-derivative works, 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved. Kenny and Jenny welcome you to Knights of the Guild. Action-packed stuff Welcome you behind the scenes. They find amazing interviews. We're like your favorite guilties, and that's a good. And of course, the seven cookies and love. 